Zero hours. Catherine Mather. Ow! Zero hours. Hello and welcome to Zero Hours Podcast with me, Catherine Mather, where I talk to comedians and creatives about the best and worst jobs they've had to do to get by. Today I'm joined by comedian and ticket clerk, Ariel Sumer. Yes, it's me. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm really trashed by my day, but I'm okay. <laughs> uh, I would say, in the last episode, I made the mistake of doing it after a really hard day. <laughs> and I don't feel like I was my best self. So. Oh. <laughs> well, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, we'll get through this, so it'll be, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, uh, you had a busy, a busy day? I had an awful day, basically. Awful, awful, awful series of little things that really annoys me so because of the snow yesterday i had to greet the platform put some salt to make sure that it's health and safety so i'm alone on the on the at on the platform i'm alone at work so i don't just do tickets i do the whole station and that killed my back so okay. that was that then what has happened I had some two trains stuck on my platform i had to deal with this at the printer. How are they stuck? No, basically, they couldn't go anywhere because there were another train in front of them, a bit further up. I see. That was faulty. So they had red signals. So for 12 minutes, that train was there. So people keep asking me questions and I, nothing I can do. Just like, well, just tell them what I know and that's it, which is nothing. <laughs> I wish that you could be honest to people like that. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> sorry <laughs> no i try to know they see that try to know but what can i do there's nothing basically so the the driver makes some announcement in the train and that's all i had i had to go in the train myself to get updated you know what i mean <laughs> it's it's very bad oh. but it was all right at the end of the day but it's tough it takes a lot of uh you took it into yourself not to scream or shout out people <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah. that's the, um, uh, that is the stress basically, trying to keep it all together and uh, look and seem pleasant while really you want to shout at people and at everything, not them, because it's not their fault. So customer service, that's why it is. It's always pretending everything is fine when it's not, you know? <laughs> no. But I'm a professional. Yeah, it'd be a lot easier if people weren't there, wouldn't it, customer service? Actually, um, it's very dead at the moment, so I miss people. It's, oh. yeah, it's something that I might not say in a few months. But at the moment, <laughs> I do. I even stand outside to meet people in the cold and in the snow. Oh. So I will greet people. Because otherwise, if I'm staying in my ticket office, I don't see nobody. And then I'll be depressed. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah, that's really fun. Yeah. Well, I was, I was really surprised to find out that you know, like a lot of stations and like underground stations as well, they just they just have one person working there. That's wild. It is a bit I, wild, but you know, um, at the end, we don't need that many people. It's depending on the on the of the station. But you know, you you always got your phone if there is any problems, and if there's something you can't handle, just go and hide yourself. Like, not hide like. You know, protect yourself from mad people if you know you can handle it and wait for emergency services to come. 
So that's yeah. that's it. That's the best you can do. Yeah, but um, yeah, that- yeah, I'm not scared. If people are scary, then really I will lock myself in. But it's very rare. I always try. I'm the scariest in my station, <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> I suppose that's one way of of dealing with it. Become if yeah, if I am that girl, you can't beat. <laughs> I am that girl, you know. So they don't mess around yeah. with me. So is that like in the uh, in the guidebook? Uh, don't be just just hide. If anything gets too much, hide. You don't hide. You tell them, listen. I don't like you. You. I don't like your way you're talking to me. You're becoming aggressive and abusive. I'm gonna put the shutter down if you don't calm down. And they keep on going. They, I warn them and I put the shutter down. It's simple. Yeah. They need to calm down. I mean, I'm there to to answer your question, but sorry, if there's no trend, I can't make a trend happen. There's no point arguing with me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, look, it was there all the time. Seriously. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> one, one day I had a guy, there were problems with trends. So, I, you know, I tried to help him and everything. And um, he had his phone in front of him, like video me or recording me. And I'm like, you think I'm going to swear? I don't swear, which is a bit of the yeah. opposite of my stand-up. I do sw- a bit of swearing, yeah. but I, sw- I don't swear, okay? I don't swear. So I'm like, yeah. you, can, you can wait with your video. I'm not going to swear at you. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but do you not get the temptation of it if you are working alone to just... Just tell people what you think. <laughs> I tell them, but in um, in a way that they can't. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to tell them, "Oh, you're a prick" or whatever. But I tell them <laughs> the truth about fact. You know, what I mean, not about their personal life. Is I can't do that, but um, I do say it on my uh, Facebook update. <laughs> Drama, the book, and all. <laughs> Seriously, some people are just mad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I really enjoy those um, <laughs> updates. Yeah, well, put like. Otherwise, anyway, it doesn't matter whether you like it or not. I'm just still going to use it. Mm. <laughs> it's a good outlet, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Just cutting people off online. <laughs> They're crazy. It's some, the thing is, it's not crazy. It's like sometimes you are that person yourself when you're not working. You see what I mean? And you, yeah, that's why people absolutely. recognize themselves. It's just like... yeah. Yeah, it's normal stuff. I'm not judging them, but sometimes it's just some people are just like you need to go back to school, really. Um, yeah. Seriously, they they just don't want to use their brain anymore. Everyone is brainwashed with um, technology, you know. Um, like, yeah, this is smartphone. It doesn't mean that the phone has to be smarter than you. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can yeah. still be nice. The phone is smart as much as you can be. You see what I mean? Yeah. They come with their phone and, and they're like, oh, why is that? I'm like, you got your phone, you got your smartphone, Google it. What? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> so do you get that? Because in my job as well, I also get that where people call up and ask you a question and you literally just Google it. But they think that because... <laughs> you're in a ticket office or in a hospital you have like access to a spit like 
most stuff. Yeah, I, I literally just Googled. <laughs> Seriously. There were, there's a customer that we're close now to each other, but she said my f- first impression on me was I was rude. Thing is, I'm not rude. It's just yeah. like you come to me and you ask me questions that got nothing to do with what I'm do with I do. And obviously, mm. I've got my facial expression are just so obvious. Like, I'm confused. You know, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, why are you asking me? about attraction in Brighton. How do how will I know? <laughs> you know what I mean? What what is that yeah. about? I don't know. I'm sorry if my and face you don't have to. I don't have to, but my face look confused so she's like, oh that's she's <laughs> rude. But what is that all about? If you're going to Brighton and you want to have a night a nice day or something, Google it. You know? Yeah. You can ask me if I know something, but don't go like I should know. I don't know, man. I live in Brixton. I work in a certain place. That's all I do. Goodness sake. Yeah. <laughs> You're not Google. <laughs> Unbelievable. Or they like to come with a postcode. Again, I work in a ticket office at a railway station. Yeah. Okay. Why do you give me a postcode? Like I know every road, every postcode. What, what is that? <laughs> are, you, are you insane? You have to do that test like taxi drivers do. Black <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But still, I love the knowledge. I love my job though. It's, it's nice. It's just a bit of money. Yeah. yeah. I suppose it's like we were saying before, isn't it? It's just nice. It's good to have something at the minute. Yes, isn't it? exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so. And I was, things were getting better. I was, I was thinking, oh, should I get an agent and go full time? And then COVID, I'm like, oh, thanks God, I'm not that good at comedy, man. I still got, <laughs> still got a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I had the same thought. I was like, before COVID, I was like, all I want is to be a professional comedian. And then we all lost everything. And I was like, oh, my God, thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just an open mic. <laughs> You're not an open oh. mic, you liar. Oh, well, not, not, not an open mic. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. What a year. Yeah. It's been, um, in, quite incredibly, uh, a masterclass in how to fuck up, hasn't it, really? Yeah. I don't know who's making, except for Amazon. I don't know who else is making money. Okay. I am yeah. always on Amazon. It's just like, yeah. you're there, you're bored and I look at stuff and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I don't mind having some, uh, Suddenly, I'm taking on uh, drawing again, so I don't have anything to draw, so I have to buy coloring and this. And then, oh, let me read something, so I'm going and buy some books. It's just madness. I mean, I should receive some discount. I've been spending <laughs> so much money. Yeah, it's so easy to see how he's become a trillionaire, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, for the first lockdown, it was the only place that I could buy my hair. Yes. Like, and I hate him, and I try not to use it, but I was like, I also don't want to be growing my colour out. <laughs> vanity. Vanity is well, what Well, we need to keep this, having so. something to look forward to, you know, looking pretty. Why not? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but Amazon was good on this one. Um, yeah, they've come up well. Yeah, and now <laughs> all those uh, only essential shop, B&Q is becoming became an essential shop nowadays. Coffee shops are becoming essential as well. And you're like, okay, this is not the first lockdown. It's not 
Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like, yeah, we sell food. And you're like, well, t- yeah, technically you do sell food, but it's just cake. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, <laughs> Gail's Bakery needs to just, you know, reassess its place in the world. Yeah, but, I mean, people need that, you know what I mean? We need some something that make, make it like feel like it's n- a bit more normal because the first lockdown was really brutal. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, I just think that if we'd have done that properly the first time, then we wouldn't be in this purgatory now, would we? I know, I know. <laughs> it's just crazy. Oh. Yeah, and those people, I, I mean, I'm not cheesy, right? And I'm quite realistic when I talk, that's why maybe it's where my comedy is, you know, I'm realistic and true. And, you know, I was thinking about what you're saying, like, oh, I was thinking... What is my best job, you know? What was my best job and my worst one? And I was thinking, people would say, oh, being a mom is the best thing ever. It's the best job. It's not a job. I don't get paid, okay? <laughs> no. No, and it's not great, okay? It's, it's not great at all. You can't get away from it, you know? No. So if you've got some people who, who say, be a parent, is the ah, tell them to fuck off. It's not... <laughs> Seriously. But that's the thing. It is a job. You just don't get paid for it. It is work, but it's not a job. Work. You know what I mean? It's hard yeah. work, but it's not a job. You know? Yeah. Ah. That's true. It is true. I always say, yeah. I always say the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I can't lie. <laughs> that's what everyone says on the circuit. <laughs> is it? Is that what they say? <laughs> oh, okay. But it's true, though. They should say it. <laughs> So I suppose we should get on to what the people paid for. No one pays for this. I pay for this. <laughs> what What is your worst job? My worst job, I think it uh, it was one. It was my first job, really. I was working in Paris in a, a market, one of the famous markets, yeah. uh, Clignancourt, and uh, I was selling. Okay, this guy was a kind of a Rasta without being a Rasta because Rasta is kind of a religion thing. But basically, he was smoking a lot of weed. And yeah. all his, all the clothes he was uh, by, uh, selling was a lot of, uh, you know, Rastafarian uh, colors. Something were very yeah. pretty. And then he was selling all those pipe and those bunk, you know, anything to do with weed. And I don't smoke. So, you know, I was yeah. learning from people who were trying to buy the <laughs> thing. It didn't give me a tutorial or anything. But I didn't like his style because he was smoking where the clothes were and I had to tell him to smoke somewhere else because people, even if people who buy stuff, doesn't mean they want to smell the thing from someone else, you know? Yeah. And the guy was just, he was a terrible businessman and he he just used his position to try to sleep with women, you know? Just... Oh, that's so unlike men, isn't it? Unbelievable. Right. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, and he didn't pay me right, I heard, because, you know, you're there in the market and you get friends with everyone else working. And apparently what he was paying me was okay-ish per day, but he's also supposed to buy me food for the day, and he wasn't. Yeah. Mm. Bastard. Yeah, but I didn't stay long anyway. I stayed like six, eight months max. Yeah. So was that like a full-time job? No, it was just the weekend. It was just the weekend. Yeah, because basically I was coming every weekend 
to, with my friends and uh, I had a boyfriend there as well. So people were seeing me say, oh, I saw you and you're trying to chat me up by giving me yeah. the job. But I'm stronger than that. So he gave me the job. <laughs> he didn't get nothing out of me. But here we go. No, so that's what happened. It was it was interesting. Yeah. A bit of money. So um, did you ever end up smoking because of that job? No, no. I always decided I wasn't going to smoke anything. Because my mum is a smoker, not weed, but um, normal smoker. And the way she is, first of all, she was spending the household money. We were poor. And I was like, it doesn't make no damn sense, you know? Yeah. And then every day she was coughing. I thought she was going to die, yeah. you know? And I didn't want to be in the system and everything. That would have been terrible. So that was scary. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to smoke. No way. Yeah. It's quite a pointless sort of habit, really. Yeah, and it's just like, I don't, I'm a strong person. I, I don't need to follow people. If my friend wants yeah. to smoke, fine, go and smoke. But me, you're not going to go like, oh, you know, have one, you know, with you part of the gang. I don't need to be part of your gang if you're forcing me to smoke. It's just not what I want. So, yeah. yeah. And that's why, that's how I raised my son as well. He doesn't smoke. I told him, if you want to smoke, you smoke because you want to, not because someone pushed you to. You yeah. know what I mean? Either you, really whatever nice. you do, you need to choose either you are a leader or a follower. Because basically that's come to that. Yeah. And it chose to be a leader, which is good. You can be a yeah. follower as well, but then, you know, there's consequences. Absolutely, yeah. And I chose to smoke because to impress a boy. A what? <laughs> a boy? To, yeah. Why not? <laughs> the, I think that is your uh, the basis for making all of the wisest decisions um, is t- <laughs> to impress boys. <laughs> a lot of women do that, or men do that for for women. That's really yeah. interesting. I I don't impress people. I I don't give a fuck about people. I don't even know how come no. I'm not a virgin. Mm. <laughs> I'm a terrible person sometimes. But yeah, uh, <laughs> but men love terrible people. Yeah. The more awful I was, the the love me. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> But that was it. It's very weird. So that was my job. Hmm. Where did you leave the raster shop for? Where did I what? Where did you leave that uh, job for? What was the next? Oh, yeah. Just like it was at the same time that I was studying for my A-level. And there were so many things going on. There were my ex-boyfriend getting after me, this guy and my current boyfriend. And I remember one day they were, and I was studying, you know, uh, studying-ish because I wasn't that, I was just doing the minimum, you know what I mean? Just to get my, I calculated everything anyway. And everyone got on my nerve. I remember that everyone was there surrounding me. I'm like, you know what? You, I quit. You, you know, I broke up with you and you, I'm breaking up with you now. And I just left. (laughs) It was just... Oh my yeah. gosh, that sounds like a film. Yeah, I don't know. It was <laughs> like... I was like a diva. I'm not a diva. I was so... I don't know. People like me. Mm, no idea. Yeah. yeah. But I was I was really... I had my own style compared to the French people. Boring French people. But anyway. So then I came to London. Yeah. Yeah, so when did he come to London? 
94. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, I love London. First, I was not in London. I was outside London, Maidstone. And then I managed to yeah. get to London. And that was, that was it. I fell in love with London. Yeah, I had several yeah. jobs. But the one I, I, I kept longer was, um, um, I was working for Lidl. Uh, yeah, so I liked the job. It was, uh, I was young, uh, it was speedy, and you could become, you know, go higher d- despite not having uh, degrees or something like that, you know, and you learn so many skills. So that's what happened to me. I started from sales assistant, I become store manager. And it's weird because within a month, you know, sometimes you, you, you are a manager without, um, I'm, I'm a born manager. I like organized. I like to be organized and I like things done quickly, productively. Don't fuck around. Right. So I, I'm a new girl and I'm doing my thing. I learn. I'm fast, you know, and st- people starting coming to me and asking me what to do next. Some people were there like for five, 10 years. And I'm like, I just started. I'm, I'm, you are nearly, you're higher than me, you know, way. But yeah, it started like that. I just got that thing that. I'm just telling people, please, can you do this and that? And they can see that my plan works and we we want to go home, you know? Yeah. And that's it. And that's how that's it started. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I loved it. It was really busy. It was madness. Back in the days, Lidl was, wasn't easy. I'm not saying they've got it yeah. easy now, but they got it easier, you know? Yeah. yeah. So what's the change? What's made it easier? Well, ev- it's, it's technical things that they got uh, machine doing their orders quicker. Um, there were things that we we as staff were doing, and now they got um, a specialist team that come in and do that for them. You know, yeah. Uh, the freezers now they auto defrost before we have to remove everything and defrost it for the day or the night and then put oh. back. So it's a nightmare. How many pans of hot water does it take to defrost a little freezer? <laughs> we just switch it off. <laughs> <laughs> just get the towels down. And oh, it, it was a nightmare, but I loved it. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So how quickly did it take you to rise, very, to climb that ladder? Very quickly, actually. Yeah. With these six months, I was supervisor. And I, yeah. I didn't want to be deputy yet because I thought my... In, my English, I could speak English, but I was scared that someone, if someone asking me question, I don't understand. So, yeah. but then I keep on training deputy managers that don't know shit. You know, I'm like, yeah. I am 10 times better than them. And so I'm like, you know what? That's it. I want to be deputy manager. But in their record, yeah. they already put me as a deputy manager at one point. Because they were they were like a meeting and they they brought the deputies and the and the store manager in and they called me in and I'm like but I'm not deputy, but the deputy was in my store wasn't invited so trust me he hated me. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that's that that's not just stepping on someone's toes, that is it? Nothing to do it's with like me. Nothing to do with me. <laughs> but yeah, I rise up quite quickly. If you're good at your job, but um, I was young and. You know, I, I didn't know too much. I know about racism, but I wasn't focused on it. And there were so many things that I should have just, like, sorted it out, you know? Yeah. A, a lot of things were wrong, and I just like, okay, never mind. But at the end, it came to back me years back, you know? Yeah, how so? Like, um, well, normally, uh, when you become 
uh, deputy manager, you got 40 hours for four weeks. Like you, yeah. you're kind of free on the productivity. Basically, you're learning. Although, you know, I know the job, but there was something in the office that I didn't know. There's so much things. And they skipped that. They said, no, you know everything. You don't need the training. What? Yeah, exactly. So as a deputy, that was fine. But until I jumped up to store manager, and then there were a lot of things that I didn't really know that they, they put me wrong to it, but no one tried to explain to me or, you know, teach me. Yeah. You see what I mean? But they would teach to the other white managers, yeah. but not to me. But I wasn't aware of this. Yeah. You see? And how can I run a shop to a certain standard that you want if you remove the knowledge out of me? Yeah, that's such a, a strange thing to do, yeah. isn't it? Like. Yeah, but I wasn't aware. You're not aware of things that you don't know, obviously. Yeah. You know? But uh, never mind. Eventually, uh, I moved on. So. Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun until I realized too many things. I wasn't one of their buddies, so they had to get rid of me. Aww. You know, they like to use their managers, like in a lot of you know uh, companies. Like there is a lot of things that are said, um, but not officially. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. So if if you if you listen to them, they're happy. But you're aware that if it backs you up, they're not gonna back you up. Right, I see. Right? Like saying, oh, yeah, to get the productivity, you know, um, just uh, don't pay the staff. What? Sorry, I can't. Yeah, you heard. Shit. Yeah, like if uh, they're too slow, don't pay them. You know, if you're supposed to finish at 11 o'clock and they, they take 11.30 or, you know, midnight, don't pay them. It's not my thing. I'm sorry. Oh, man. I pay everyone. That's, yeah. That's not on, is it, that? No, so I was standing up against those. They're hating me because I wasn't... T- Why would I do that? I'm a human being. They're human being. They're coming to work. They should get paid. Yeah. Simple. There were a lot of little things like that. And I'm like, no, they're, they're going to try to get rid of And they did. They did for 11 years try to get rid of me. Wow. And eventually they managed. Because I always have the area manager who was backing me up. Yeah. You know, until one day they, <laughs> they get rid of her first. And I knew yeah. that, okay, I'm next. It was, it was madness, anyway, madness. But I wanted to lose the, to miss the, you know, to get somewhere else before, but I can't just resign, you know, with a, with a kid and everything. Yeah. So it went sorrow, but now I'm okay. Uh, I love my job. It's a good job. No, not as much money, but I could, but um, I decided that money is not my priority quality of life is so yeah that's um that's a really um good goal to have isn't it i think yeah i work hard very hard when i was younger raised my boy on my own now he's big i don't need to work that hard i like to enjoy myself i'm not i don't i don't make 40 40k or 45k i could even even within the railway i could become manager because it's in my blood yeah but now Oh, thank you. I don't want the phone calls. I don't want nothing. I want to do comedy. That's how I got back to. I got to comedy. Yeah. I had so much time. I'm like, let's do something that I, I liked. Yeah. So what was, oh, was what good. was your route into comedy? How did that? I wanted to do theater actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, but my friend said theater. No, do do stand up. I'm like, what the? F- I don't know how to do stand up. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I enrolled in the course and uh, I loved it. I'm like, oh, maybe I can do it. So how long ago was that? Wow, nearly six years, I think. Right. Yeah. 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 Nearly six years. The first year, you know, I didn't take it too seriously. So it's like it never happened. Yeah. So, but the year after, I'm like, you know what? I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So was there ever a time when you thought, I'll do the theatre? Or was it just comedy? Was That was it? No, theatre, the thing is, um, I did a panto at one time with uh, someone. And it's so much. I had a because I had a small part because I said I can't commit, you know, too big or something. Yeah. And even a small part, it's a lot of commitment. You have to come to rehearsal, and you know. But when you're on your own, you just it's just you. You can rehearsal whenever you want. You don't depend on, on nobody. If you messed up, you messed up. You're on your own. Yeah. It's what I mean. And you write your own thing. Is that's what I like about it. Yeah, I suppose all of the prayers and all of the. Failure mm. is your own. Yes, but you're in control somehow. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. I love the journey of it. It's nice. And I visited so many cities and countries that I would have never without comedy. Never. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. So um, was was comedy something that you were sort of into before? Like, did you like watching it? Or was it just, did you completely go into it sort of fresh? Well, in France, in France, I loved it. It's not, they, they didn't have stand-up back in the days, really. It was more sketches and a solo one-woman show. And I always loved it. Yeah. You know, when I was 14, I was in a summer camp and they were doing some um, variety night. Yeah. And I'm like, there, there were um, a sketch group that I loved. I, I knew all the sketch by heart. And there were three three parts. I was first. I was getting people to to do it with me. I could write down everything for them to do it, and they, they just um, got scared. So I ended up doing the three part on my own, <laughs> and it was brilliant. I loved it. Yeah, I really loved it. Yeah, but writing your own stuff is difficult. Yeah. So what was the sketch? Um, I don't. It was something from uh, from the hood. You know, something maybe you would not relate, like uh, the way things happen in France when you from the hood. Yeah. Some silly, silly stuff. It was really, really funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I love them. Les Inconnus. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. What, um, what was the course that you did here? Was it in London? Um, comedy school from with Keith. Um, it was lovely. Yeah. Very nice uh, school. Yeah, I recommend it to whoever wants to start it. It's uh, competitive. Uh, I mean, the price yeah. is it's not that expensive. <laughs> and it's it's worth it. Seriously, it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, did you do a course as well? I did, yeah. I did one with We Are Funny Project. It was just a one-day thing. Okay. But oh, right. I think people shit on courses quite a lot, don't they, in comedy. They're like, oh, you can't teach funny. And so I, like, I feel like there's a bit of a, a pushback against it. And I think that's bullshit because... It is. Because when you've got no idea what to do, you just... They give you some guidelines that you yeah. still use now and professionals still use it. Just help... Obviously, when you're funny, you're funny. But it helps you to be more funny or to be more structured. Yeah. The, There's no harm in learning technique. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, um, you know, even the, be- the best actors still go to acting classes. Yes, Exactly. Because you've never done learning, are you? 
Exactly. Why is it about comedy that is so different? That's why people don't take it seriously. But there's a difference between someone who's funny in a pub or whatever and then going on stage. Yeah. You know? My son is very funny and he could do voices. And if I'm not skilled like him. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? You could do comedy. And he look at me and say, no, I see you working on it. It's too hard work. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it is. Because you're repeating yourself, but you have to make it like so natural. Like it's the first time you, you ever said that joke. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it is something. That's why when people go, they're comedian and then they start being actors because we are acting like, hey, Guess what happened to me yesterday? It was two years ago, man. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Um, I've got a joke about living in Kilburn, and I haven't lived there for three years. <laughs> <laughs> but it still works. <laughs> yes. I keep doing it. <laughs> That's the thing. It's, but it's so hard because compared to music, people can repeat the same music again and again. But the joke... Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel self-conscious, like, oh, they, I see people that have seen me before. I'm like, oh, they, I want them to enjoy, you know, I want to surprise them. But you know what? I can't just write brand new jokes because of one or two people that are there. You know, it takes too long to, to write jokes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not that good, it, you know? It's hard, though, isn't it? So, like, how, when you're producing material, do you have, like, a, a method not at all. <laughs> Good. I don't have any method. Me neither. But I realized with that lockdown that... Because I've not been writing much, you know. And now that I'm in love, I'm writing even less. Yeah. And basically, love doesn't go well with me on comedy. No. Because my power is in me being angry. Yes. You know? <laughs> angry and pissed off. Yeah. But this man makes me peaceful and happy. <laughs> What's wrong with... You know what I mean? This is not yeah. good. It's killing my, my comedy. I don't, don't know what to do. Do I keep him? Do I break up with him? I, I'm going to keep him. But you know what I mean? I know he's killing me. Oh, I'm so sorry that you found happiness. I know. Me too. I am so not. This is crazy shit. Oh, God. What a terrible <laughs> thing to happen. Terrible. Terrible. But without him, that lockdown would have been terrible, even more terrible, you know? Yeah. So I am I'm happy about him. But really, no jokes. It's oh, well, not even funny. It's no. not funny. No. <laughs> what, what, a, what a bastard. <laughs> what a asshole, yes. Seriously. So much happiness and his smile and his massages and his love. Ugh. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, no. Maybe just yeah. invent stories. Hundred stories about what? You know, the only thing would be my son that it needs to inspire me because yeah, I write a bit more about my son now. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's the only thing. I could I could never love him like unconditionally. No, I don't do that. No unconditional love. No, what what that for? This is nonsense. <gasps> so no. what what is the mildest crime that you would <laughs> stop loving him for? This has got off topic now, but... Oh, right. It's not mildest. I told him from when he's little, because I, I don't... Whether you... Children are clever. They know what that you're talking about. And I told him, look, I will not back you up if you're a rapist, a murderer, a thief, 
allow, you know, uh, I don't, I don't do that. Now, if you murder under self-defense, yes, I'll be behind you. But otherwise, no, there's no excuse for, for those crimes, you know, or drugs. I don't do this, right? I, I am a low-biding person. I don't do that. I don't need that stress. I'm not like those, uh, you know, the parents of serial murderers, like, They've got all the proof, and oh, no, my baby, my baby, you know, he's, he's so cute, he's perfect. Man, he was three years old, now he's, he's a serial killer. What's yes. wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, I find that difficult to, uh, to understand. Why? Especially those people who write to them in prison. Killers that manage to get married in prison. What the fuck? Who is marrying? A I know, I know, but seriously, have you seen some some um some American uh, worse um uh, prison or something like that, right? The difference between the American inmate and the English inmate is really m- massive. I mean, you look at the American inmate and you're like, mm, I don't mind if you're a killer. You know, you look good. <laughs> you know, what are I mean? you on dare release anytime soon? <laughs> I will not have a relationship with you, but you look good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, now you look at the British serial killer or whatever. You're like, nah, seriously, do some work out. <laughs> Dennis Nielsen is in the not West. doing good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. Seriously, no. I will not watch the worst British prison. No, sorry. The inmates are not that good. Yeah. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. I... I know it's sad. It's very sad. Okay. Look at me. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. I'm in love now. I don't need to look at inmates in America. No, I'm fine. I'm, well, that was great. I'm really happy for yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of murder, uh, what <laughs> is the worst, best, and worst gigs you've done? That's always a good oh, story. Oh, <laughs> my worst was a uh, urban gig. I was. When I just started, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very funny, you know, everything. I was, I was going on for asking for gigs, like, you know, I'm not new, you know, I'm funny. I'm, yes, I'm funny, but you don't realize that actually there's more than funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? You need to be able to handle any crowd and that is a skill. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't have that, you know. So I go there, do my thing. Uh, I, I did that, that, that stage before it went well. I did it twice. It went well. And then I did it again, and oh my god, the worst gig in my life. Oh no, what did they do? They, they were like, compared to um, non-urban gig, um, my black brother and sister, when they hate you, they just look at you or even do those faces or just ignore you. Yeah. There's nothing like, you know, there's no heckle where you can catch back and get some, no, they just ignore you. Oh, that's the worst. It's like, that's so they were telling me to cut off and get off stage i mean no. uh people from um organize it so I, I i get off and um basically i was very my joke were too dirty for them they were church people and right. i wasn't you know i didn't have an hour set i had my 10 10 15 minutes and yeah. i'm not flexible you know what i mean yeah. i can't change or swap you know I was yeah. I didn't have the skill, simple as that. But to be fair, it was a hard gig because even the MC and people who were the headliner, it, they were struggling. Right. So, but that day I was like, "This is it. I'm not. I'm not going on. I'm not doing it again." But uh, since God, there were another uh, comedian who, who had a gig. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, he said, "Oh, come to my gig tomorrow." Tomorrow, and I went. I'm like, first I said, "But I died, you know, I'm rubbish." So, oh, you didn't die. No one boo you. They boo me before. And trust me, I'm like, okay. So I won little by little. I got my confidence back. Yeah. Thanks to Junior, junior Booker, he saved my comedy life basically because that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I had some other bad, but this this one was the one that I was like, I was going to quit. Yeah. Do you think that yeah. that was because you were new and it was like the first time that it had gone? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, some something don't go well, but that, that was proper death. Yeah. And yeah, because for me, it's like no one explained to you, you fun is not enough. You know, no one tells you. Yeah. It's not enough. You need to handle the crowd. Yeah. Exactly. So from there, I was, I did a lot of tough gig and I was handling the crowd. And then it makes my, my set and myself too aggressive. But because when you start, you're doing every shitty gig yeah. ever. And when you do those shitty gig, the crowd is hard and you need to be in their face. And doing like this, I was, I was smashing it. Yeah. You know? And then you want to go higher, get better gig. And some of them, they're like, oh, You'll be aggressive, but they don't know that can also lower this down, you know? Yeah. So they, for a while, they didn't give me my chance because of that. But then eventually, uh, they did give me uh, Saturdays and Sundays, but just they were scared I was shouting at people. Come on. Yeah. Saturdays and Sundays, they love that. They're all, they're all pissed. <laughs> they want to shout back. Oh, gosh. <laughs> But I, 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 I do miss a bit of those gigs, you know, sometimes uh, it's fun to see that you're still on, you still have it, because tough gig sometimes builds you up, you know? Oh my God, yeah, when you come off stage and it and you feel like you've been thrown into a bear pit and you make it to your time and get up, there's no better yeah. feeling, is there, than like winning a Exactly, <laughs> yeah, and for me it's quite easy, those kind of, because I've got... My persona is like, don't don't play with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So already people are intimidated. And then I'm not scared to throw some some words that, you know, people might not use. Otherwise, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to spoil your podcast. So I'm not saying no words. No, no. I, uh, <laughs> I, I swear like a sailor on this, please. <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's, it's just, you know, when you start, you don't know what you got. And until you realize that actually that thing that some people put you down for is also your strength. Yeah. Because when I did a, a semi-outside gig, we had a lot of very good comedians. Mm-hmm. But because it was in the street, people were passing by. They couldn't grab their attention. Yeah. Because they, they didn't have the presence and the, the strong voice. Yeah. Although they had the mic, they didn't have that. Yeah. They were very funny, great job, fabulous. And then here I come. I don't need to work that hard because I grab people. I don't know what I do, but I grab people's attention and that's my strength. So I'm happy with that. I don't have the best joke, but they're jokes. Yeah. You got some cracking yeah. jokes that do yourself down. <laughs> yeah. But when you see other people like, you know, smart jokes, like you always admire what you don't have. Yeah, that's true. You know? You got very good, well-written jokes, you know what I mean? And smart and polite and yet very funny. And then there's me and I'm like, oh, I wish I could be a bit more like Catherine, you know? 
But, but then I always think I, w- I wish I could be more like you and have <laughs> <laughs> presence. I have no presence um, at all. And yeah, I really enjoy your um, your persona and <laughs> your jokes. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Thank you, Esther. So, so, what was on the other side of that? What is what was your best gig? Oh. Actually, I didn't think about what's my best gig. Because it's is. so easy to remember the bad ones. Everyone can pull those yes. immediately. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just the good gigs, like, in the moment, it is one of your best gig, you know? Yeah. But uh, after that, you got all the best gig. So, no, I don't really have a best gig. Just milestone, like, yeah, you done that club now. Yeah. You know, you killed it. Because at the end, I'm not going to say I killed it all the time, but... I'm pretty doing okay with the killing. Yeah. So you're a murderer. Um, you're a, one of those hot serial killers from. I am America. one of those serial killer from COVID. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, best gig. Mm. Yeah. That- I think one 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 is that I remember a lot is when I did my my first French gig in Paris, and all my family came. And my friends as well. Because all the time I heard about, oh, yeah, my friend's coming, I'm stressed. And I never had that because all my family is in France. So, who cares? And suddenly, and I didn't even advertise it to my friends. No. And I'm like, everyone turned up, even my evil sister. <laughs> she turned up and that really warmed my heart because we don't get along and she doesn't care about anything. And she came. Aww. So I was, oh, my God. And that was my first time I was doing it in French. So I was a bit scared. Yeah. Because I can't speak French, but I've got all this English automatism now, yeah. you know. And somewhere that I was saying it with the English style. And they were like, at the end of the show, they said, oh, you need to tell your Twitter and Facebook. And I go on there, oh, my Twitter is, my, my Twitter A. And they look at me like, what? And I couldn't understand what they could not you know, for the few seconds that yeah. lasted like for me two minutes. And say, oh, yeah, c'est quoi, ton, ton quoi? C'est, you what? The Twitter, Twitter. Oh, okay. Twitter, Twitter. Uh, okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. just the pronunciation. Just like, okay. It's, but I was so scared that I was going to switch into English. Yeah. Instead of staying in French, you know? That was very stressful. Yeah. But um, yes, that was, I think, one of the most memorable. When I do in French, I think I'm very proud and happy to do it. Yeah. More than in English, actually. Yeah. yeah. So is yeah. it. Um, like yeah, I I wouldn't have thought that it was. I can't speak any other languages, to my shame. But um, I I would have thought that it would have been wouldn't have been too difficult to translate it. But is it? It is yeah. very very difficult because the French don't laugh at the same thing. Um, oh, yeah. I think the English language is very uh, it's easier to have punchline. One word is a punchline. In yeah. French, you need to have like a whole sentence. So really? the, the punchline that the rhythm is a bit cut. Yeah. Um, it's very different. And I don't say like pussy. I, I, I will not say that in French. What I attach to a word in French has got more meaning than in English. For me, I'm not attached to that word. So for me, I don't feel it like it's a bad word. Yeah. Like other would be like, <gasps> mm, yeah. For me, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? But in French, there's no way. No way I'm saying this word. Oh, okay. I don't swear. No, so you don't swear in French? 
No, just the the usual little thing. Uh, it's not really it's a bad word, but I don't swear. Even like in normal life, I don't swear. Yeah. And you know that I was starting swearing a bit more in English because comedians are so rude. Okay. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> it's just like so many words. Uh, when I first started, because I always been into the the professional environment or friend environment. So there were so many words. Like I'm like, what is a cunt? What what that? I never needed to know that word. No. <laughs> but comedians, they just keep on using it. Yeah. I didn't know what uh, what uh, wanking was. I didn't know all those things. That <laughs> so for. For a lot of open mic, I was like, I don't understand what he's saying. What is this? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the swearing, the swearing. And, you know, you're always in that environment. And then I start swearing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so this lockdown, yes. This lockdown really saved me from becoming uh, more and more British. I'm very happy. Yeah. <laughs> Keep yourself away from them. <laughs> Wow, yeah. But now that I'm a semi-pro, I'm away from open mic, so less swearing. Yeah. I could, you know, I could be um, a proper lady. Yes. <laughs> Mademoiselle, yes. So that's what happened. What were, like, the biggest sort of surprises for you or, like, maybe the biggest lessons that you learned from sort of doing it in French after having done it in, done it in English? Like, what, what are the changes that you make? Well, I'm I'm a bit less hard on me when um, I do my English thing because you know I admire people like they're very quick at um, you know reacting to to things what, what happened in the club. But me, I always have to be careful because I'm French. So sometimes, especially when I'm it's late, my brain starts switching off to French or I'm tired. Yeah. It's, Sometimes I forget that this is English is not my first language. Yeah. So I have to give myself a break. You know, I cannot be as fluent as you guys. I cannot say whatever. Sometimes I know the words, but I cannot pronounce them. Yeah. You know, uh, I need to give myself a break. Like this is not my language and I'm doing well despite it. Yeah. You know, because when I, I prepare something in French, there's some, sometimes I write a, a joke quickly and you know what? I remember it and I can say it at night on the open mic. But in English, it's a whole different matter. I have to choose the right word. I have to place it at the because otherwise my English is starting to to be messed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just to remind me that this is my language. I'm I'm working twice as hard as anyone else. Yeah. So I have to give myself a break. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always admire that because I can't. I've tried so hard to learn languages like throughout my life and it just doesn't seem to work and just to to be able to like it's hard enough just trying to perform in your mother tongue let alone then doing it in another language as well I really admire it I yeah I think it's incredible yeah Yeah, it's well uh, it comes to me but yeah I have to work I have to work hard you know, because sometimes I don't understand why people laugh or sometimes I don't understand why they don't laugh. Yeah. It's because of the way it, it, it came out. So I decided also to talk a bit slower. Mm-hmm. Already when I'm on stage, I'm speaking slower. Otherwise, I'm eating my words. People really don't understand what I'm saying. Um, it happened to me when I was judging um, uh, the battle, you know, the... Oh, the rough 
Yes, I was judged during Edinburgh and people could understand what I was saying because I was kind of panicking and I was going very fast and it went came out like blah, 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 blah. So they were like, what the hell? So it freaked me out. I'm like, wow, I really need to speak slowly. Yeah. But also if I speak slowly, my French accent will go off a bit. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I, I'm going to try to speak a bit more slowly because sometimes uh, people miss some jokes because they don't understand. And I need to rehearsal with an English speaker. Yeah. Because there's things that I say, they're like, what What did you say? And I'm like, it's obvious what I said. <laughs> but uh, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very hard. Yeah. That's my life. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think we're sort of coming towards the end. We've not oh done, wow! Okay, no, all right. We've not done best job. What's your best job? My best job is I'm a mum. No, it's not. I think I think it's the it's the job I'm having now. It's um, it's it's busy but also relaxing. Whatever job you got, you're always gonna be confronted with bad days yeah. and uh, bad situation, bad people, bad people. You know, people you don't get along with. So you can't get away from that. But um, I, I really like the job I've got because it gives me time to do other things, you yeah. know. So um, I love it. I would love to be a comedian full time, but it's not happening right now. Maybe it will never happen. I don't care. I would just enjoy whatever I've got. It's still something special. Yeah. So the best job is the one I've got now. And I can do comedy and get 75% reduction on 20k. Hello. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh. Thank you. Oh, that's amazing. So, um, and how can I get a job with the train company? <laughs> you, you just go online and uh, be the best you can be. <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly. That's amazing. Oh, well, I'm glad, that, I'm glad that you have the happiness now. Uh, it's it's yes. a beautiful thing. <laughs> uh, well, I th- it is so the moment yeah it's, it's very special it's not you know what it doesn't look like someone I would go out with normally yeah you know I just went for it I'm like you know Ariel the also you type doesn't work yeah so let's try you know the the outside was is when I look at him I told him like you look so normal <laughs> you know it's just like no swagger. It's, the thing is, it's good to be normal than having a swagger that is horrible because it's hard to remove. Yeah. You know, at least him, I can pick him up little by little. Yeah. He's not even going to notice, you know? Yeah. That I'm, <laughs> exactly. So, but it's so normal. Yeah. And it's, it's thin. I'd, I'd prefer bigger guys. Yeah. You know, it's, mm, well, it's the guy I'm, I'm with and that's it. It's worth a try, right? It's not try. This is the guy. Yeah. This is it. This is him. This is it. I mean, I've been around. I'm not a whore, but I've been around. And um, I know when it's wrong and I know when it's right. And this is right. Oh, From the first time, it was it was right. Yeah. First date. Yeah. Speaking for four hours. First time we got intimate. I managed to sleep. Usually I don't sleep. Yeah. In a strange bed or with strangers. I slept. My body was telling me this is the guy. Yeah. Oh, that's... I'm still waiting for the first fight. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm going to say how he handles, but I know, I know it's the guy. Yeah. 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 If he's not the guy, you're going to have to go back to the podcast and edit it, 
it is. <laughs> we'll edit it out with uh, just bitching about him. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't like to be wrong, but <laughs> this time he's the guy. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Yes. Yeah, I hope it's it's going to give me jokes because at the moment it's not doing that no. at all. No. No, that's really inconsiderate of him. But if that is also the only bad thing, then that's pretty good going. There's some other things, but um, it's not bad. It's just, I could, you know, I'm a, I like things to be better. Yeah. But um, what can you do? It could say the same thing for me. <laughs> not much, no, but. No, no, I doubt it. it. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm perfect. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I, I am ish. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, have you got anything that you would like to plug? Um. Well. <laughs> Um, I would like to say that uh, follow me on Facebook. I've got Ariel Suma Comedian. That's my page. And I've got my normal Facebook where I put some stuff. Uh, you can say to be friends. Uh, I've got already a lot of friends. But you can, even if you're not my friend, you can still see my stuff. Because uh, that's a setting. I'm on Insta. I'm on, uh, what else is on? Uh, you know, Twitter. Just put Ariel Suma or at Fat Comedian, P-H-A-T. Um, and eventually, I uh, think we'll go back to normal and that will be everywhere. Yes. Yeah, because I'm, I was just about to break the shit. But here we go. And you will get the shit. Mm. On the other Maybe. side. That shit's waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. We say it goes, but um, so I don't... You know what? Sometimes I feel like I don't... Do I really want it? Because I'm not into fame. I'm not into that. I just want to enjoy myself and enjoy what I do. Yeah. You know, so I'm not pushing for 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 things, you know? Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not craving to be on TV. I, I'm not self-centered. You know, I think sometimes you need to be self-centered to be a comedian. I don't, I don't do that and I need to. Yeah. You know? Well, I suppose it's just important to do what makes you happy, isn't it? And if... Yeah, but... Mm. Yeah, just I want to keep my I don't like harassment. Um, you know, I don't want people to to get on my nerve. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't want people to search for skeleton in my in my cupboard because I've got a lot of skeleton <laughs> and I want them to stay in the cupboard. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a tweet that got about 400 likes and it's the only I know like that is the greatest success I've ever had. And it was a really shit tweet as well. And then I started getting the abuse. And I was like, I could never handle fame. I can't, <laughs> I can't handle it's 400 crazy, isn't likes it? on a shit joke about kids' drawings. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't go on I think I saw it. I think I saw this one. <laughs> it's, it's weird, isn't it? Sometimes I've got some great jokes. There's no like. How do you get people to, to like your stuff? I don't get I think it's just luck. It really but sometimes is. Sometimes I see... The like that some some people got like thousand. I'm like, I I don't get. It. I keep on looking. I'm like, do I miss something? Yeah, it's literally just getting uh, liked and retweeted by the right person at the right time. Yeah. Mm, anyway, I'm not focusing on this at all. But I will try to get some videos out. Yeah. Um, but I need to get. Oh, I hate listening to my voice. I hate watching me. This is a problem. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise, if I was egocentric, I would be everywhere. That's, yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah. But, 
Never mind. Okay. Never well, mind. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for being. Well, around. thank you for having me.